Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hi there, my friends. How are you today? Thanks for being here. At the top of the past few shows, I've been trying to remind us all to take time for self-care. And last week in the episode, I suggested that neglecting ourselves is a form of self-harm. That seemed to resonate with a lot of people. I heard from some of you that the realization you might be harming yourself was eye-opening. That we think in terms of the positive outcomes we get from our self-care practices, but not always the negative effects we have from the lack of them. A friend of mine and I were discussing rest as a form of (laughs) self-care. Now, uh, she and I are not great about resting when we need to. We push ourselves, physically especially, really hard because we love to, but sometimes we don't rest when we need to, and that can result in physical injury, but also emotional and mental burnout. It reminded me a lot of what another friend of mine, who's also a spiritual advisor of mine, tells me. She says, Overproductivity is a byproduct of the patriarchy, particularly for women. We push and push because we feel the need to prove our value, our worth, our reason for taking up space on the planet and in society. We, and I am 100% including myself in this, we all need to create boundaries around our self-care and allow it to be a priority. And to do that, we'll have to change our thinking around ahimsa, nonviolence, and how it shows up in our lives. And that, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, we talked a lot about ahimsa and nonviolence. Uh, speaking of last week, I was thrilled that you all enjoyed learning about the Ashtanga yoga system and the yamas, or the yama, I guess, since we really only talked about one. There was enough interest that I thought I would share another one this week. Now, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I go into exactly what the Ashtanga yoga system is and the yamas, so I don't want to repeat myself too much, but just as a reminder, a quick recap The Ashtanga yoga system is eight parts to the path to a state of harmony and alignment with the universe, with our highest self, if you will, and in the world. The first part, the first part of the path is called the yamas, and there are five of them. Five of these ethical ideals that we can work toward. Uh, Many religious and philosophical systems have An ongoing dialogue between what might be called faith and works, uh, the beliefs that we hold versus the things that we do. And it varies how much weight is given to each one. 
I think the yamas and the niyamas, which are the second part of the system, are lovely because they're steps we can take, things to do or not do, that might help prepare us for any changing beliefs, any changing faiths we have. Now, if you've ever tried to change your beliefs around something, it can be agonizing. Beliefs are highly ingrained in us and Changing them is like digging yourself out of a 10-foot trench using a shovel. The yamas and the niyamas are more like building a ladder to help us get out of that trench. Tools that we can use to get closer to the people that we want to be. And like rungs on a ladder, they're always there, even if we miss a step once in a while. So the first yama is ahimsa, non-violence. The second is satya. Satya translates to truthfulness. And much like non-violence, when we first think about truthfulness, it seems simple. It just means don't lie, right? While that's obviously part of it, that easy description falls way short of the depth of satya. The truth is hard. We know it's hard or we wouldn't have to talk about it so much. We wouldn't talk about knowing what our personal truth is and being brave enough and honest enough to share it. We wouldn't have crown and third eye chakra imbalances as we try to figure out who we are, who we really are outside of other people's expectations. We wouldn't have throat chakra imbalances stemming from our inability to speak truth, not just about ourselves, but about others and to others. And just in case you think this means that we have carte blanche to say whatever we want because we're just being truthful, remember Ahimsa. Our truthfulness must be supported by nonviolence, and that includes causing emotional or mental harm with our words. And this is part of why satya, truthfulness, is hard. I'd like to share with you a quote from Deborah Adele about satya. She says, Truth has the power to right wrongs and end sorrows. It is fierce in its demands and magnanimous in its offerings. It invites us to places we rarely frequent and where we seldom know what the outcome will be. Truth demands integrity to life and to our own self that is more than not telling a simple lie. Truth is hard, but it's incredibly important if we want to live in harmony with the world around us and with the universe. Because non-truth is a discordant vibration. When the truthful vibration of the universe and your highest self meet the non-truthful vibrations we create, it's a clash. It's cacophonous and miserable, and no one feels good about it. Truthfulness with ourselves is a great place to start. Honestly and kindly assessing where we are, maybe even where we are with our truth-telling. Are we truthfully doing 
and saying the kinds of things that we want to be. Sometimes, often, never. The point is, of course, not to beat yourself up because you're human, and there are times we fall short of our own expectations. On the other hand, there are times we exceed our own expectations too, though, so, so that matters. Truthfulness can also be showing up as our authentic selves in the world. That is really deep root chakra stuff. Not trying to please others by changing who we are. I was working with a client the other day and she was telling me all about how she has to hide her spiritual journey from her family and friends because they don't understand. And she's afraid they wouldn't approve of her leaving a more uh, traditional Judeo-Christian belief system. Maybe she's right, I don't know. But Hiding what she considers to be a huge part of her life from them is also holding her back on her journey. She certainly doesn't need to talk about it all the time or or push her ideas on others or feel superior to people who aren't doing the same work she is. I mean, that wouldn't be truthful either. But right now, there's a disconnect, primarily because she wants to tell them. She wants them to know the real her but she's hiding it. This is, of course, different from when you've made a privacy decision for whatever reason. I mean, some friends, coworkers, even family members don't need to know everything about you. But if you are feeling awkward and uncomfortable about any untruths, that's your highest self sending you a message that you're not truly practicing satya. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I find that we can also lie to ourselves about our internal states. How are we really? How is our emotional state, our mental state, really? I like to think of myself as a pretty stable, reliable person. And for the most part, I think that's true. But... Sometimes my emotions are off. Sometimes I need mental health rest days. But we don't live in a culture that really appreciates the truthfulness of those needs. And just as a side note on that, we are the culture. My reluctance to acknowledge when I'm not fine is a product of my culture, but also contributes to the culture. Every time I don't own my mental or emotional distress to myself or to appropriate external parties, I'm adding to that cultural norm. I'm making it harder for someone else to do the same. And, and that's not who I want to be. That's not part of my vision for my highest self. So I'm working on it. And if that rings true for you too, let's work on it together. We're not responsible for the original creation of the cultures we're born into, but we sure don't have to add to them if we don't like it. So truthfulness about ourselves 
to ourselves is really important if we're going to engage with this yama. And that's just truth as we see it. Satya practicing truthfulness opens us up to universal truths, universal truths that for me make becoming the highest version of myself possible. Truthlessness within makes me unable to experience truthfulness without. It says in the Tao, truth waits for eyes unclouded by longing. And being untruthful about anything is usually because we wish that things were different than they actually are. That's longing. That's clinging. We talk about it all the time. That's unnecessary suffering. There's a a funny saying that if you argue with reality, you'll only lose 100% of the time. And that's what untruthfulness is, arguing with reality. So practicing satya helps relieve suffering, helps us let go. And then we find ourselves open to absolute universal truth, unclouded by longing. I want to go back to something I said earlier for just a minute because I think it's important and deserves its own few minutes. These yamas, of which there are five, and this is the second, these yamas do not exist independently. It's like the chakra system, right? All your energy systems, all your energy centers are linked. They affect each other, right? The sacral chakra responsible for emotions and relationships is best balanced when it's supported by a balanced root chakra because it's there we feel safe and secure. When we feel safe and secure, our relationships can feel that way too. It's the same with ahimsa, the first yama that we talked about last week, and satya. Nonviolence supports truth. Satya without ahimsa becomes a weapon, a dagger that we use to hurt others. Sometimes there can be truth in silence or in knowing that our experience isn't the barometer by which all people should be measured. Your opinion is not truth. I'm called on to give feedback all the time and I promised myself years ago that I would never lie. But also that I would deliver my feedback with as much kindness, and compassion as possible. If through feedback we discover that there's room for growth, that's great. Let's work on it together. In that way, I I try to support being honest with my commitment to non-harm. I mean, like so much of this, I'm sure you can see how it's a balancing act and also how it might show up in your life. Where are your opportunities to practice satya? Is it with yourself internally? Is it with others? Are you nice instead of real? Are you truthful about your authentic self? Do you shrug off every potentially hurtful statement with a just saying? Are you open to the possibility of larger truths? These are the kinds of questions you can ask yourself this week as you're 
assessing your relationship with the second yama of satya and determining if it's where you want it to be or where you sense it needs to be to truly achieve your highest self. There it is. Your second step. Your second step on the path toward the highest version of you. I genuinely love these guides and sharing them with you because they've made such a difference in my life. Again, (laughs) I didn't create them, but I I do think that they're life-changing. If you enjoyed the prompts about Ahimsa last week, I'll do them again this week for Satya, just to keep the practice and the ideas top of mind. Uh, Those will be on Instagram and Facebook at Your Chakra Coach, so you can always connect with me there. I also have a Patreon page if you'd like to donate a little to the creation of the show. All those links will be in the show notes, or you can just search. Take some time this week to be honest with yourself about what you need to be sure that you're on your path. Honesty and kindness. It's so funny. These are simple traits that most of us are taught as children. And then we forget that they apply when we're grown-ups too. Have a wonderful week, everyone. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.